Okay, weekend wrap up. Hey guys, it's Coach Tim. Today we're going to talk about the world of SEO. It's a crazy week, tragedy, angst, reunion, disruption, a bonus tip on free transcription for your content creation, and uh, comparing it to AI with many embedded GIFs, and I'll end it with my blockchain commentary. Hype, or is it the future. Let's get you started. Not sure if you got the gratitude vids I did last week, which referenced uh, the original. I want to just push this in real quick. I snuck an SEO lesson in there. And one of them that I put at the end was that Michael Jackson, the king of pop, taught me about SEO. Uh, and by the way, this is way before there was a Google. So first on the gratitude thing, um, feeling gratitude can change your life and it reframes everything, which is really the important part here to understand. It presupposes abundance. You can't feel gratitude unless something's got to be good. So you feel those feelings. So if you're a doubting Thomas on the power of it, then just feel how you would feel if you were totally grateful for anything and everything. Anchor it, fire it off at will. You don't know what that means, then you got to watch the, the video. Um, okay, the original MJ, Michael, king of pop. He helped inform my role to focus on big drivers, the leverage that will move the giant ship, the chord that will make the song or kill the song. To major in majors, do not major in minors unless that minor is a major, like a chord in B minor. And I don't even know what that means, but sounded good. B minor, what is that? So big concepts matter, like novelty which is a word I stole from therapist Esther Perel, her book, Mating in Captivity. Novelty is really the first letter of the acronym in AIDA, which is awareness. Maybe novelty might help with interest and also desire to take action, right? So, hey, we're doing marketing stuff here. So priming, there's a psychological concept called psychological priming or prime. Have you heard the phrase prime the pump? Well, you could do that in your marketing and you could do it in your SEO. It is sort of a subliminal advertising concept. You know that word, right? So I'm, I'm kind of giving you the foundations here. So in fact, subliminal is what got me interested in psychology and behavior and sales. I was on a recruiting, a football recruiting trip to Santa Clara U. I was introduced to a rival opponent from St. John Bosco, Terry O'Hara. Man, he was a freshman. I re and he remembered me, which was which was kind of uh, flattering. And I sure remember playing against him. And I was in his dorm and he had a book on his shelf. He was a psych major. And, and uh, the book was called Clam Bake Orgy, or orgy by a guy named uh, Keys. And I asked why he has this orgy book at a rather Catholic university. Franciscan, not Franciscans, Jesuits nonetheless. And he explained the concept of subliminals and a new path was started for years truly. By the way, when I mention a book, I'll link it with my affiliate links at the bottom, but you can also get this stuff. I mean, research. If you want to be a master at learning things, learn how to uh, deep dive and how to do research on this stuff instead of just random nilly willy-nilly taking in stuff i'm going to show you how to do this in a second and also how to use some of this in the same way to build your content so if you find topics interesting go ahead and and, uh, and deep dive into this so priming is like next level stuff right uh beyond subliminal so two dem great demonstrations of priming can be seen in the movie with will smith and margot Robbie called focus and there are two cons that are pros and use priming to influence their gambling bets so that 
they'll be able to get uh, to get other people to bet on something uh, that they want to bet against something that they want to bet on. Maybe it's a better way of saying, it. but it's, it's a pretty cool movie nonetheless. And another one, uh, if you're more cerebral about these things, is the Darren Brown docs on YouTube. Look up Darren Brown priming. Uh, I'll have, again, I'll have links, um, some great examples, but also in any of this, remember, as one of my mentors, Jonathan Allfield reminded me once, it's television. They, like in Darren, he sorts the, for the right subjects to feature in his shows. But man, I, I saw one where it was how to create luck. He created luck for this whole town in, I think it was England somewhere small little kind of isolated town primed the whole town to be lucky. And it, it was pretty amazing. Um, the book persuasion by Robert Cialdini is in many ways about priming. This will blow your mind. In one chapter, Cialdini described the Valentine study where a young woman approaches two random samples of middle-aged men on a busy street, walking alone, pointing to a group of males. She claims they've stolen her, her cell phone and asked them to get it back for her. In the first sample, uh, in the first, I'm sorry, I looked, I got distracted. In the first sample, 20% approached the group. Whereas in the second, 37% do. Minutes before, all the subject had been approached by another young woman asking directions. The first sample was primed by asking for Martin Street. And then the second one was for Valentine Street. So where a request wasn't enough, just one word, a persuasive or a prime opener, Valentine, changed the response by putting them in a mind, in a state, in a frame of romance. So what does that have to do with SEO and websites? Well, let me tell you. Um, Childini also showed how focusing away from the cost by placing a sofa that was for sale on a background of fluffy clouds increased the importance of comfort and an increase in purchase cost perception. When the same item was placed against a background of small coins, respondents rated cost and price as more important and had a lower perceived cost of the sofa. It's that easy. So how, how do we do it stealthy, like, like Will Smith in the movie to win a bet? Well, in SEO, in digital, it's ranking. Right? Who's one of the biggest businesses in the world? I'll name a few. Google, YouTube, Facebook, Meta. Social proof is another Cialdini concept, another word. If you're not seeped in this stuff, then think of testimonial. Right? We're, we, we love testimonials right? To, to get them from our clients. Now, think of testimonials subliminally inserted. So if you respect any of the guys mentioned so far and you got this far, then you've allowed me to steal some of their authority and to rub it onto yours truly. Uh, I'll give you an example of that. And I'm, I'm probably giving away something, but I'm going to give you some insider stuff. You want to know how Tony Robbins does some of his magic on stage? He has been, if you look it up, but once in a while you'll see him go, Jesus Christ, he's anchoring. If you go to my, my gratitude video, um, You'll see I do the anchoring of gratitude here, and right, you could fire that off. Well, people are a lot of people are anchored to Jesus Christ, and he points to himself just like I did. So you can take with that whatever you want. <laughs> I was trying to demonstrate it. Sorry, um, but you'll see him make these uh, like cool gestures. I don't have that 
kind of flexibility in my my smiling like he does but he'll go you know do stuff like that or he'll, he'll hit himself that's very wide he's a huge dude so it's very uh encompassing so anyway that's what that rubbing it on the ears truly thing was so anyway by being in google top page top page top listing with tons of your space taking up google um, via schema, which is a little geeky stuff, but it, if you have schema in your web page and your code, it will help you get extra space on Google. Well, you're psychologically implying that you're endorsed by Google. You're on the front page. You must be, right? So you are, in fact, in a very technical way, but you are, in fact, it doesn't matter what what we try to do as far as break it down. The consumer is all that matters. They don't give a crap about schema or any of that. They just like experience, right, on their phone or on their desktop. So now I, I, I click on uh, one of the several choices that are displayed on Google. So many choices, in fact, like your ad at the top or your GMB. I know they changed the name, but I'm an old dog. Or your organic placement on your website. Or maybe your Yelp listing. There's you everywhere. Oh, oh look. Look, the video's there. And, and so are some of your photos. And that blog post has a snippet of three questions that break down. And you're taking up all this space on on Google's first page. Does so much you you all over Google presuppose authority and endorsement by the biggest company in the world? Hell yes. And I call this ubiquity you. I go to your site or GMB, cruise on over to your Facebook. It's you, you, you everywhere. This induces something I call click fatigue. I'm because we all think we owe it to ourselves to research every option, right? We all have what every option means, but there's a magic number that we we have. And it usually has to do with time and 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 focus. And so we burn out. Well, if we burn out and all I've looked at is is Tim O'Keefe SEO or Spider Technologies SEO stuff all all day long in my allotted space of research time, then Tim wins, right? I win. So if you're researching something and you only have so long usually to get to it, um, you, you will remember what you just went through. And I'll, I'll tell you a story in a minute about a tragedy this week where I literally was uh, in an emergency situation where I was trying to do searches and I just, I was frustrated that they're horrible locally these companies at uh, their SEO. It really, it, uh, tragedy opened up an opportunity, but we'll talk about it in a second. You want all the clicks to be about you. So it's a slippery slope and you win. So most long time or online, people think of SEO as a con job. And, you know, it probably was back in the day, man. I, I was, you know, I did all that uh, linking that was from crap sites and you know anybody and cause why because it worked and in some ways it's still about manipulation of google it's still about links it's just links that they like the sources of for you it's about the traffic and the leads and the sales though right okay i'm an optimizer i do not like doing something just so it equates to one thing i want it to cause ripple effects so I'm not just looking at getting the traffic. I'm looking at getting, I go to page one and there's Tim and there's Tim and there's Tim and there's Tim and there's Tim. 
type in your brand. Okay. This is a little bonus. You want to find out your brand footprint, type in your brand, right? So I could type in spider juice technologies or spider juice tech, spider juice, spider juice, uh, coach Tim, et cetera. Okay. What comes up underneath that? And hopefully every single one that comes up in Google is your brand is you. It's either your website or your entities, Google, my business, Yelp, et cetera. Okay. That's what you want coming up. Um, so in another way is it's a phrase I stole from, uh, Jay Abraham exponential, the kind con- that's the concept I, I often will use is you want to go 40 or 5d and I'm not going to get into all the possibilities, but there's possibilities on the web that you probably don't even know exist. Okay. There's, there's possibilities to get into somebody's, it's almost scary. When I first, some of this stuff, I, I, discovered late last year and into this year. And it, it's almost scary because if, if we're able to do that to consumers, what are other entities able to do? And I won't, I won't get into all that, that conspiracy stuff, but it's, it's possible. So I use four or five D peeps are calling it in some ways today, web three or meta, which means Beyond meta means beyond in semantic terms, we can say the meaning of the meaning. What is the meaning of the meaning, right? So it's kind of like going up to a higher level of, of awareness. Whenever I search, there you are is beyond static. It's beyond SEO 1.0. It's SEO 3.0. The world of marketing is launched into the exponential. Do you know that you can buy a URL right now, minted into the blockchain metasphere? So the value is beyond that original transaction. There's a whole other marketplace called blockchain, if I can call that a marketplace, but another world, a metasphere, whatever you want to call it, where that URL now has value also. Okay, so let's let's, let's transition here. I also promise you free transcription. You can get auto transcription from Authentic which is a post-production service for MP3s. You can get your MP3 kicked out as a video. You can also get some of the words out of it. They'll transcribe some of it. It's not complete. Uh, it, it, I, I do use Authentic, Authonic, if I can say the word, um, but I prefer otter.ai is another one with limits, but we'll let you take an MP3, I think up to a half hour now, they limit it for free and uh, or a video, I believe, as I've seen some friends transcribe their Zooms and the all-time lazy way and free way is you can take your video or convert an MP3 to a video on YouTube Get the transcription. So you just upload something like right now, if I was to upload this, which I'm going to, maybe it's just me trying to get some words that I don't feel like typing. I upload this to YouTube, put it on unlisted. And then what I do is I can just grab the transcription. Now, by the way, just since I'm on that note, I'll give you another bonus. Uh, I had a brainchild the other day with my phone. Let's see if I can get my phone in here with my phone, just sitting, putting it in front of me and going through people that just came top of mind because I was last minute, I think, like on Wednesday before Thanksgiving. And I gave them a Thanksgiving video card. Okay, so do the video. It easily will upload to uh, YouTube. 
have your YouTube setting for unlisted so nobody else sees it. Uh, copy paste, happy Thanksgiving, Joe, and then share to Messenger, and then it will, uh, or to text, and it will auto post happy birthday, Joe. And so all you need to do, the next one is just paste in, or not happy birthday, happy Thanksgiving, uh, Bill. Just take out Joe and push in Bill. That's all the typing you got to do. So it's fairly easy. It's, it is, you know, like anything, it it's, takes some time, but it's, it's high impact. You want to talk about high impact? This was, this is high impact. I got some people that, that were really uh, impressed that, that I had done this. So here's three ways to use your transcription. So you can use a transcription, if I can talk straight, you, you can use the transcription to talk and then create text for your blog or social media points, kind of like what I just said a little bit ago. You can use it for easy or consumption. Like I said above, you want to be a master, take those people I mentioned and read the transcripts. I'll often will take words from a, something that is maybe a TED talk, something I really want to deep dive into. And I'll take their words and put them into a notepad doc if I want to speed read through. I don't want to hear the whole thing. The other thing, by the way, just as a side note, if you want to, like even this video, you can speed it up. I normally, when I'm consuming a, a video over one minute, it's on one and a half to two as fast as I could take it. And you could take a 10 minute video and cut it into, into five minutes if, if you can. And, and that's one way to listen to it. So um, you're, uh, you're also welcome to, to hear this one right here and, and take the transcript and just read it, stick it into a notepad, open it up and just speedly, speed lead, speed read. Um, you won't have to hear those flubs. Um, this will, uh, as an example for this, though, I, I wrote this first. I'm actually reading this this presentation. A lot of times, 99% of the time, I've just gone off and had rehearsed it in my head. And I'll often make the video and then delete it because I don't like the ums and the uhs and all that stuff. And I delete it and or I forgot the something or I left something out. This time I wrote it and then I'm going this route to text the video so but this this is be in the blog it'll be cleaned up it'll be on the blog at spider technologies once but i'm doing the video out there first um the other benefit is you can go to topics that you wish to curate or to get inspired by and grab their text and convert it into meaningful original from you material for your blogs and articles um there's a thing called they're called ai um it's huge it's it's the buzzword that marketers are using to sell to people i i will have a blog uh, a blog or an article and it's created by ai and it'll write basically do all the heavy work for you i'm not a big fan um it's a lazy way to create a lot of crap content because yeah first of all is it real ai not really not really it's just the they're ripping it off the word. It's not AI. It's not learning. Uh, not really. Uh, even even with uh, Google and their AI, they say AI. They're not learning. You have to forceful, forcibly teach them. And I call it training the monkey, but that's a whole different thing, different topic. So I find you can create better content 
through if you want is go and through YouTube and see what different people all over the country are, are talking about a certain topic and you can go in there and, and grab their text and then make it yours make it into something that you agree with that is your twist on it or you can even curate it and you know curation the way i like to explain it is uh, uh here's the three things so joe schmo says the three ways to do seo and tim comes in and says coach tim seo comes in and says yeah well, okay here's here's the three and i quote it or embed it or whatever and here's five more so we have eight reasons in the headline to do x y and z for seo so um, that's another way. So, uh, what else this week? This week, I had a Zoom call with a high school alumni pal, a football teammate, Al Smith, class of '82, St. Bernard High School, and a 10-year veteran with the Houston Oilers. And uh, uh, he worked in office after that as they moved to Tennessee, the Titans. He was a two-time Pro Bowler, and a really a testament that the iron makes champions get into the weight room kids but <laughs> other than that i reached out to him because i was caught i caught an amazing interview totally by accident that he did and i got to have that on my show he he very easily talked about what made him a a, a great football player he was what i call very aware um, you know, so, which I think is important. I mean, do you know why you do what you do? Well, you should, because if you do, if you know what your lanes are, right, what, what's your lane, what's your skill stack, right? So a lot of times people will go, well, I'll give you an example. Uh, I, uh, the year, one year, the last year I coached actually 2019 coach football, uh, I had friended up with one of the moms and she knew me as coach Tim football guy and comes on to social media and sees me and goes, no idea. I know idea you did all this. Yeah. I got more than one lane, right? Uh, someone, uh, beginning of the year said, you're, you're just the marketing guy. Okay. And sometimes I let people leave me in that box or that lane that they have me on because everybody has their own perception of who we are. But sometimes you'll let them know that you got more lanes, you have more skill stacks, you have more abilities, right? Which is what videos like this can, can do is really show a person's authority. So uh, what, what their skills. So anyway. I talked to, to Al because he did that great video and we're meeting again this week for an interview and why I'm so juiced to get him on tape. Well, he's one of the few guys that really get his success. He's able to tell why he was so good. And, and also uh, I want to find out how he translated that lessons of 10 years to his business now. And we actually did talk business he's um i find out that he knows hugh jackson who's a professional football coach coached the cleveland browns for many years uh he was our quarterback at pacific when i was a player and he's again a pro coach now he's in tennessee near al and so it ends up they they know each other and so again football's a smaller fraternity than many think anyway these concepts are universal dare i say ubiquitous to you and me in the business world my hypnosis uh, friends would call that learning general, general ugh, generalization, generalizing the lesson 
out of this lane and putting it into this lane, right? Because because mastery is mastery, right? So when I interview non-business people, it's for the concepts that apply can apply to the wider audience. It's for everybody. Sometimes it's easier to just pretend you're in one context and then go, okay, how can I use it in all these other contexts? So that's why I mix my my podcasts with uh, a diverse set of people. Uh, but anyway, we're looking to uh, to do that interview this week. So I'm juiced, jacked about that. Uh, and we're actually, we may do business together on some things. So that's, that's cool, right? And to, to, uh, oh, one more thing about football and coaches. Football coaches like, like uh, Jim Mora, who just was at UCLA on my podcast, and now he's at UConn. He, look, if you're running a major college football operation, you have millions of dollars that you're generating millions probably more than you or i have coming through our cash flows so they know something about how to manage people and how to manage organizations and so that's why not just why but part of the reason why because i always look i do look for those concepts that go beyond just just the football field right i want to learn how to use them but that stuff still applies to every day. So let's talk about the tragedy. So uh, I start my day on Thursday and my, my wife grabs me out of the office and shows me that our, uh, our almost 17 year old cat, he, uh, he wet the bed. Uh, now that's never happened before. And uh, it was a little bit disturbing. She attended to him, and the day went south from there. Uh, so I come back to the office where I sit right now, and I soon hear sobs from my son and my wife. My daughter's off at work. And uh, as they've placed our little guy onto the patio for some air, uh, this incident about this point kind of gives a hint on how the day is going to go. I rush out of my office to see my kitty, Blackie, struggling to walk three steps without wobbling and falling over. His, I hold him and his eyes are darting like this. He can't focus. To encapsulate a long, long, intense day, I then canceled everything. My son had called in to work and canceled and we began searching and or I began searching and calling every emergency pet place I can widening the circle in my google searches with each try I made dozens of phone calls nobody would see us asap I remember saying at one point to my wife if there's one thing that I see as a huge business opportunity in Southern California, or at least LA, South Bay, and then parts of LA is the so um, is uh, there's a need, there's a shortage of veterinarian clinics and emergency. So the so-called emergency vets could only promise an ambiguous six to eight hour wait in the parking lot because of safety protocols. Everybody's got to sit in the parking lot. 
several hours, several hours later, and I got nowhere as my circle of search was expanding across LA and my wife and son kept them cozy and calm throughout the day. Mostly, uh, as it got longer, mostly on Nick's bed as Nick laid with him and kind of snuggled up to him. Our conundrum is that maybe we could wait those hours in a parking lot, but the car would cause nothing but anxiety for, for the already freaked out cat, I'm sure, which is obviously not good. There was the off chance that it would, that they thought he, if he was really bad on the check-in from the lot, then they'll take him in, stabilize him and, and, you know, get him stable. But then he'd be alone for eight hours without us. We can't, they won't let us into the, into the office or be with him like pre, uh, pre pandemic. So he'd be in a cage. That's how I imagined it. And the clock kept turning the longer the day went, the more frustration. I did get an appointment from a place over in San Pedro for Friday morning. When asked why not right, right away, she said, um, you know, it said, I, I said, I'm looking right at your website and it says walk ins, call in to come in right away, whatever. And I said, why can't I just go right in? Her reply was, was we're already at capacity. I can have you at 8 30 in the morning, Friday morning. My fear was, you know, I don't, I don't know if we can wait that long. I would later find out that there is indeed a vet crisis. There's a doctor shortage across LA. Yeah, it's a thing. Um, I found out from some, a friend who's in the industry who I finally had talked to and they had to do a at home euthanasia to put a dog to sleep. Blackie would pass on later that evening. Now as a football coach and professional persuader, I know that moments give us opportunities. A good coach looks for frames. In real estate, good agents frame the experience. They stage a property for a sale. I've counseled clients on their onboarding or consulting of clients to stage the in-house experience, to anchor or associate the pain feelings that they want to move away from and avoid, and to associate the positive feelings that they would like. In the cosmetic field, as an example, it's often to recapture those feelings of youth, right? That's why you want to get rid of the wrinkles. You don't want to have the thinning hairline, uh, which wasn't so thin before I got sick a couple months ago from the, the fever, the, the woo. And uh, actually fever, high fevers will cause hair loss. I didn't know. Hopefully, knock, knock, it grows back. Um, but, you know, with people that are cosmetic, you know, I remind my, my clients in that field, they want to get that two-piece bikini body back as opposed to the one piece with a wrap, right? You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's what Cialdini talks about earlier with the couch in money or in puffy clouds. How do you frame the experience? Being all over the net frames your searcher to you and your company as the go-to or scratching their itch to bandaging their wound. These guys that I tried to call not only uh, were difficult to find and imply when you, I actually drove to a place and it implies emergency on there and they were anything but emergency. Um, and so they, uh, of all these places, they, they imply uh, emergency and imply urgency. None of them were able to give that. 
which might be why you can tell that none of them really care about much about their SEO. I mean, it was it's pretty horrible experience. And and in, in indeed with Google, I was disappointed. I was feeling like with Google, just going through their Google Maps, that it was uh, it was like nine or two thousand five or six with the search results. You know, where it's just uh, not very good. So being the consummate framer, I reminded my family that our guy's mission was accomplished. Blackie's mission was accomplished. My daughter and boy picked him out many years ago. Blackie raised them up. My daughter's about to empty the nest, move out. My son, I'm guessing, is not too far off. I said to them that Blackie waited for my, or shall I say his, girl to get home from work before his exit. The picture I was attempting to paint was the rite of passage. Our kids are at the end of the flight from the nest, the emancipation. Blackie's passage should serve as a signal that it's time we all learn we're going to have to adjust to a new life. Blackie was our family's focal point. I even had a voice for him from the time the kids were little, and it just still to this day could get laughs because they're imagining him talking while I'm actually kind of ventriloquisting his voice. And so he was the magnet of our attention. He was always involved with us, greeting me usually pre-dawn as I'm making my coffee, begging to, you know, to be held and uh, sit on my lap or begging to get into one of the the, the kids' rooms or lay with my wife. And he'd sit on our laps on movie night and hanging out in the backyard with the neighborhood cats. Uh, hanging out with the neighborhood cats. We have, I call it a cat party. I could look out through my window to the backyard right now and I would see cats out there as well as, as uh, blue jays who pick on the cats, blackbirds who occasionally pick on the cats, and uh, chuckles. The, uh, the squirrel, and most of the time everybody got along, and an occasional skunk. <laughs> um, so it's a little bit of a party. During the time period when Julie and I and the kids were in, in bed from the woo flu, Blackie would burst into our room, plop on our bed, then make noise and walk across our achy heads, literally putting a stamp on my face. He, so he was banished to my office right here at nighttime, and he made it his own. Uh, he went way past his expiration date and he served us with honor. So uh, that's a little bit of, of SEO embedded into a, my story. So, okay, blockchain, the world's in disruption. If you haven't noticed that, I, I don't, you're not paying attention. <laughs> um, there's a lot of change in the air. A lot of people that usually sound super, uh, super rational, like my son was, gave me a Charlie Munger thing and he goes that is not very rational he's in his head he's in emotions right and i go well there's not a lot of fundamentals that you could trust a friend of mine sent over a uh research in la on uh on jobs per industry and uh, he was talking about advertising and saying look it looks like it's you're you're about to blow up in 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 your industry if, if this is you know to take be taken with any sort of uh, value. 
And I said, I, God, I just really have a hard time reading things like these because it's so distance from the actual event to the statistic. In other words, I don't trust job numbers. Um, they're not, you know, how, you know, as he ended up pointing out, well, that's true. Like, what about a gig worker, right? How does that count? You got a, a Lyft worker, an Uber worker who also does uh, the food stuff, the door dashes and things of that nature. How many jobs do they have? Or is it just one job? Or is it four jobs or five, right? And, uh, or uh, you get the point. And so um, there's a lot of, weird stuff going on that makes it not only disruptive but causes a lot of anxiety in usually rational people and we see this from the white house without getting too political which i'm happy to do most of the time all the way down into our neighbors into our uh into our local politicians into local businesses local behavior and so what I want to talk about is blockchain and why what I just said kind of makes blockchain make more sense to me. So I've gone back and forth on this, but you know, Zuck is changing his business for a reason. Facebook is now meta. Dorsey just dropped down from Twitter and almost immediately rebranded his square into block. It was uh, Chris Thomas solo who uh, we would, uh, Way back in the early 2000s, uh, he was coined Dr. Sulo, that spent much of his interview with me about Bitcoin uh, framings. It's a viability by discussing the concept of currency. And I, I'm not sure if I'm doing the interview fair. I, I, it's one of the most popular interviews I've, I've done. Check it out at uh, uh, soundcloud.com slash Tim O'Keefe. My take on it was that if we all agree on a value, then that, then it has value. It doesn't matter what someone else thinks if it's backed by gold, which our dollar isn't, nothing is. Um, and you can't trade gold. I can't give people, this was my, been my argument all the time. Hedge is a, is a, is a I'm hedge. Gold is a hedge against whatever. Okay, but I can't just hand you a pound of gold, you're not going to take it because you can't do anything with it, right? And so we value is whatever's in our head. If I'm going to trade my car for your car, you're going to say, well, you know, my car's more expensive. It's $1,000 more uh, more value than, than your car. And I said, well, okay, I agree. Or no, I agree it's more valuable, but it's only $500 more valuable, right? So that's and, and where's that come from? It's all in our head. It's made up, right? It's what I think it's worth, you think it's worth, and we come to an agreement. That's essentially what I, I highly recommend the the interview, but it's essentially the lesson I got from that. And because he talked a lot about uh, currencies and the, going back to Roman times and currencies that operate right now in the United States that uh, are, are real, you know, real currency that you could touch. But do you really need to touch it? Do you touch it? How many times do you do? Uh, do you transfer money? Right. I just paid my uh, my car insurance. I think it was yesterday, and I just hit transfer, done. Right. And I think it took it. It was either off a credit card or right out of the bank. One or the other. Doesn't matter. I never touched the currency. 
I just transferred it. So how important is a dollar piece of paper? So here's my take in 2021 with all this disruption and stuff. I think it's more possible that people are willing to indulge into this non-tangible thing called digital currency. I'm more interested in not just the digital currency, but the fact that it's digital into the blockchain. They're building stuff off of this. The world's decentralizing. It's disrupting and it's decentralizing. The normal powers are flexing right now to continue their authoritarian hold. Many are using the events of the past two years or so in order to justify doing that. Understanding narratives and frames help one helps you to cut through to the truth. So without going down the rabbit hole there, I will just leave you with my take. So there's a larger world than Bitcoin. It's unlimited. And that world is being built on blockchain and includes cryptocurrency, but also the so-called metaverse, which I think sells the concept short, as I pointed out, as we think of the metaverse as some game, line, game land like Fortnite, which was my first impression which it is there there's a place where you can actually buy real estate called sandbox and it's not cheap so still trying to wrap my brain and meta brain around that one but there are 40 uses that we still do not understand but it does allow for digital worlds to be produced beyond imagination here are the pros and cons right now that really kind of have flipped me at least as today so here's the skeptic me it's manufactured or mined by anyone if I'm able to build a coin, mine it. Now, if I do, if, I, if you have a better understanding of this, please put it in the comments. And in fact, any of this, please put it in the comments. But the dollar is backed by the full faith of the U.S. You're just Joe Schmo, you know, the the snotty nosed kid in his parent's basement is on his computer mining mining currency and i'm supposed to value that you know the dollar's backed by the full faith of the u.s freaking government man okay here's the skeptic crypto bullish me or not skeptic but the uh the counter argument excuse me crypto bullish me yeah i'm sure the afghan interpreters agree with your full faith thing how'd that go and how about that mining who drives the economies the economy Governments or people? The only reason the economy grows or inflates or deflates or whatever is by the government. Yeah, they're throwing those dollars out there or retracting on the dollars. <coughs> but they're not the ones spending it. It's us that are spending it. And then they take it back through taxes and then pay their people off to manage the government. Isn't that how it works? Something like that. When the, the treasury mines nonstop, which devalues your, your buck, such that by the end of the year, your $1 is now worth 77 cents. Actually, my bad. As of October this year, the end of October, we're at a 6.2% inflation annualized. So it's a dollar minus six cents. 77 cents is, uh, is, is actually how much I think it lost, uh, uh, like 23%, I think, or something like that in, 
in one month. So it's month over month. Um, so why wouldn't people consider something else? I mean, it's all it's all funny money anyway, right? It's all monopoly money, which is is sort of disconcerting if you think about really now where's money come from. But uh, so at some point, people go, what do I have to lose? And that, my friend, is why right now I'm bullish on digital 3.0, web 3.0. I'm mostly interested in how it builds out. That URL service, I'll have a link to that, uh, maybe with an affiliate. You can buy a URL, buy your business URL, and then um, it's minted, and it's now on the blockchain. So it has a forever value that's tied to you. No one else can have it. So isn't that a little bit more interesting than uh, buying timswebsite.com and then I forget to pay for it and now somebody else picks it up and holds me hostage to get it? So anyway, so thanks for hanging out. I'll leave you with how I was met this morning with my short walk from the coffee press in the kitchen to opening the drapes. I look outside in the front and I see Blackie's pal, Shadow. Codename Doter, we call him Doter. Blackie, we called Bobby. Okay, just, you know, we all do crazy, stupid things with our animals, right? So Shadow was sitting there super close up to the, to the, uh, almost to the window. We're just a few short away. His buddy left us about two nights ago. And I found that uh, pretty, pretty interesting. This is Coach Tim out, and I hope you, uh, you got something out of this today.